Deuteronomy chapter number 34 is where we will begin reading today. Start reading at verse number one. Thankful for that song, I want more. We should never be satisfied where we are yes. that goes for naturally and spiritually I found in my life the more I chase after him the more doors he opens for me naturally yes. I found in my life that when I was chasing after things in the world and literally trying to force doors to become open for me. I would become frustrated, wondering why doors would not be open. And then I realized who's the door opener. <laughs> I can be hard-headed, stubborn at times, thinking that if I'm persistent enough, the door will just swing wide open for me. And I found it didn't quite work out that way. But those times when I fell to my knees and I cried unto the Lord and said, Lord, whether the door opens or not, give me a sincere desire to just chase after you, to want more of you. And I soon realized that the more I cried unto him, the closer I drew to him, the more doors he just began to open. We can never be complacent, church. Always one more. But the more must be of Jesus Christ. Don't, don't, don't get the words of the song twisted. Chase after things in this world. The more is of the Lord. You go after him, he will give you the more. I can promise you that. The reason why I can say that is because it fulfills his word. Deuteronomy chapter 34, starting at verse 1. It says, and Moses went up from the plains of Moab unto the mountain of Nebo to the top of Pisgah. That is over against Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead unto Dan. And all Naphtali and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh and all the land of of Judah unto the utmost sea and the south and the plain of the valley of Jericho the city of palm trees unto Zor 
And the Lord said unto him, this is the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. I would like to put emphasis, if you go back to verse number three, it says, and the south and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees unto Zor. The Bible says in verse four, and the Lord said unto him, this is the land. This is it right here that I swore unto Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. I want to preach for a few moments on a simple subject, and that is city of palm trees, the city of palm trees. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, O God, for the spirit that we feel in this house. Lord God, I pray, Lord, this is your church. We are your people. These are your sheep. We are your sheep. I am your vessel. So help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended, and I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. In Jesus' name that we pray. Everybody say amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord one more time if you're ready to receive the word. You may be seated, presence of the Lord. As many of you know, we, my wife and I, just recently came from Florida. And we were there with some other family members of ours who met us met up with us, and my brother-in-law was one of them, and my sister, and my brother-in-law, as we were driving around Florida, he's made a statement and said, how can anyone be depressed in this area? He said, man, look at this. It's just beautiful here. Look at all these beautiful palm trees. Look at the water, how it's so clear and it's just beautiful. How can you be depressed? If you go to church feeling sad and if you can't get deliverance inside the church, just walk outside and just look at all the beautiful artwork of the Lord. And we began to have this conversation and it was so beautiful. I mean, I just wanted to pick up one of those palm trees and just bring it back home with me. Just one of them. Just put it just right in my front yard. Just. Every time I walked outside, I says, wow, look at this. Look at what the Lord has done. It's just beautiful. And you drive around there and you just appreciate it. I'm sure those folks there down south in Florida, many may take it for granted because they see it every day. But it was so beautiful. And we were walking the sandy shores there, that beach, and being on that water and the clear water where you can just see straight through it. It was just so beautiful to my wife and I and my family. And, you know, when we were there, we, uh, my wife is a daredevil. Uh, I'm a scaredy cat. So if you want to have fun and adventure, you go see Sister Robinson. If you want to lay back in the house, come see Brother Robinson. So she's the, the daredevil and she's always challenging me to step out. It's not by faith. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. 
She's just asking me to step out beyond my fears uh, and try to do certain things. And while we were there, we went parasailing. Yes, so somebody was praying for me that I'm still standing here today. She wanted to go parasailing. I said, that is not of God. I've got to find a scripture real fast to combat this, 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 this nonsense. I couldn't find one fast enough, so she wants to sign me up for parasailing. And the way to get me to do things that probably I don't want to do is pay for it in advance. I hate wasting money. I hate it. And so she signed me up. She paid parasailing, and we're on that boat. And uh, he straps us in, and I became spiritual in that moment. I closed my eyes. I said, Jesus. If you've got promise and purpose for my future, you're going to let my feet come back down on this boat? <laughs> I tell you what, uh, I don't know what you could have had in your life, but I could have prayed you through right then. I, I guarantee you that. And it was one of those moments where we're holding on. And uh, that man looked at me. He said, you ready? I said, no, <laughs> I'm not. He hit that button. We just took off. And my eyes got so big, I was looking. I mean, I don't think I blinked when I was up there. And Sister Robinson thought it was funny. And then she had a nerve to say, well, don't look down. Well, you know you go look down when somebody says don't look down, right? I looked down. I said, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm holding on to that rail tight as if the rail is going to save me. And I was so thankful because then the people that was driving the boat said, well, do you want to dip your feet in the water? I'm like, no. <laughs> There's sharks in the water. I'm not, <laughs> what do you, <laughs> you mean, do I want to dip my feet? No. And he takes it down because my wife's like, yeah, dip her feet in the water. I'm like, no, I got my foot kicked up. No. But we made it back down. And we hit that boat. I said, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I was ready to get back to the sandy shore. Uh, but it was so beautiful seeing all those palm trees and the beautiful weather and the beautiful water. And it was something that just really amazed me. And when I was in Florida seeing all these things, this word came to my spirit. And God directed me to Deuteronomy chapter number 34. And I began to read a little bit concerning the story of Moses, as many of us know very, very well. And we know that Moses was not able to cross over into the promised land, uh, but God took him up on the mountain to be able to see what God was going to give his people and what was promised to them. And Moses was able to see the palm trees. He was able to see the beautiful land that was promised unto them. We know Moses because of his anger, his anger that clouded his judgment led to disobedience and that's what kept him out of the promised land. That's why it doesn't matter who or what happens to you or if people try to do things to you to cause your anger to rise, you cannot allow it to cloud your judgment. So I cannot afford to miss out on the promise that belongs to me because I have anger built up within me. And so we know that Joshua succeeded Moses and Joshua was able to take a generation that was ready to cross into or cross the Jordan River and go and to conquer the land of Canaan. And Joshua had tremendous success 
as a leader and he conquered many cities in the land of Canaan. Joshua led the people of Israel into the city of palm trees, a land Moses only had a chance to see from a distance. And Joshua marched into and possessed that land. But the story continues. It doesn't just end with Joshua. We know because after Joshua passes away, we jump into the book of Judges. Why? Because life continues. The story continues because life continues. And so we find here in the book of Judges, chapter number one, starting at verse number one, it says, now after the death of of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. We see here that in this moment, God is given instructions to his people that the tribe of Judah should be the lead tribe in the fight over the Canaanites. Judah wasted no time beginning their conquests with help from the tribe of Simeon. Jerusalem was conquered as were the Canaanites along with many other cities conquered by Judah. We find that in Judges staying in that same chapter going to verse number three. The scripture says, listen to this now, and Judah said unto Simeon, his brother, come up with me unto my lot that we may fight against the Canaanites and I likewise will go with thee unto thy lot. So Simeon went with him and Judah went up and the Lord delivered the Canaanites and the Perizzites unto their hand and they slew of them in Bezek 10,000 men. Listen to verse number five. It says, and they found Adonai Bezek in Bezek and they fought against him and they slew the Canaanites in the, uh, or excuse me, and the Perizzites. But Adonai Bezek, the Bible says in verse number six, he fled and they pursued after him and caught him. But look what they did to this man. They cut off his thumbs and his great toes. So they cut off the man's thumbs and his big toes. Now, it's interesting that it is, and to many, I find that funny. Why would they do this? Why would they catch this man, cut off his thumbs, and also cut off his great toes? Now, I have many thoughts and many things why I can dig into why they did this, but that's not the point of where I'm wanting to go. What I'm wanting everyone to understand is that even though this sounds funny, that they took the man's thumbs off. They cut off his big toes. This is a problem. Why is it a problem? Because God instructed his people to completely remove their enemies, not just play with their enemies. See, when we begin to have some victories in our life, we can become complacent and lax in our approach. Start taking things many people in our world wake up wishing they had. We start taking those things for granted. We know today that Judah means praise. And although the tribe of Judah was not aware of the spiritual implications of why God chose Judah to lead the fight, we here today understand the importance of our praise unto the Lord. God Almighty was showing his people from the beginning of their conquests of Canaan, land that simply obedient.
obedience and when you begin to lift your voice and praise the battle is already won some ought to clap your hands and shout hallelujah it was praise that brought down the walls of Jericho and it will be praise that will continue to bring victory in the land that is promised to you. But Judah started to take their short term success for granted. We find a Olympic snowboarder. I have a picture of her uh, and her name is Lindsay Jacopolis. And this young lady was an Olympic snowboarder, and this is in the 2006 Olympics. Please give me the other picture, please. And what happened and what took place in the 2006 Olympics, this lady by the name of Lindsay is more known for this event than any event in her life. For Lindsay had a 50-yard lead ahead of everyone else in the competition. As she's going towards, excuse me, towards the finish line, Lindsay is constantly looking back over her shoulder just to see how much of a lead she has over the next competitor. And Lindsay, as she approaches the finish line, decides, decides to get fancy. So she does, and she goes off of a hill, if you will, the last hill, the last approach towards the finish line, and she decides to do a certain move that causes her to lose her balance. And when she loses balance, she falls to the snow. Well, when she fell to the snow, she was trying to gather herself, but she couldn't gather herself quick enough. And in the 2006 Olympics, now you can go to the next picture, someone passed her from Switzerland. Lindsay was an American snowboarder. This would have gave America their fourth gold medal in these races. But because she lost focus, because she lost sight, because she thought she had a good enough lead to where I can get a little cute, I can cut off the thumbs and the toes. Do you hear what I'm saying right now? See, now she got a little cute, and before she could gather herself, she was passed right on by. And now this young Lindsay, you can Google her. When you Google her name, everything that comes up is about a 2006 Olympic race. And here we are in 2021, and this lady is still known for getting cute with a 50-yard lead, losing her focus. Why? Because she conquered, or excuse me, she failed to understand to conquer the short-term success in order to have long-term success. Oh, I sure hope you're hearing me. Just like the nation of Judah, Lindsay took her short-term success for granted and she lost focus. Church, we cannot take our short-term success for granted and lose focus now. We're getting too close to the finish line. Now is not the time to get cute, but it's the time to maintain our focus. 
This is important because Joel, Joel, as many of us refer to him, a prophet of God for nearly 40 years, mostly known in the Christian circles for the reference that Peter have uh, gave to him on the day of Pentecost. For the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse number 16, it says, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and my servants and on my hands made will I pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call somebody say call whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved I heard the missionary this morning say your salvation does not end when you are baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost but your salvation begins when you're baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost Joel when speaking these very words was speaking to the nation of Judah many people don't know this but Joel or Joe as many people refer to him was called to be a prophet to the nation of Judah so the Bible says and Judah begins to explain and expound to these people that have lost focus in Joel chapter 1 verse number 11 he says be ye ashamed O ye husbandmen uh, you should be ashamed of yourself what are you thinking what are you doing he says how or cry O ye vine dressers for the wheat and for the barley because the harvest of the field is perished it's gone the vine is dried up the fig tree languishes which means it fails the pomegranate tree the palm tree also and the apple tree even all the trees of the field are withered why because joy is withered away from the sons of men they have lost their focus and how they lost their focus was that they lost their joy and everything has now been withered away not because of anything they are trying to do intentionally but it's because of the thing that they had lost from the inside they had lost their joy and because they lost their joy everything around them was withering away the bible says again in verse number 12 the latter part it says because joy is withered away from the sons of man but the bible says in the book of psalms chapter the number 16 verse number one it says preserve me O God for in thee do I put my trust and verse 11 says thou would show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy and at that right hand there are pleasures forevermore so the Bible continues to say in that same book of Psalms chapter number 27 it says for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me upon a rock and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of somebody say joy 
sacrifices of joy will I offer in his tabernacle. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. My prayer today for someone in this house is that a spirit of David that we are hearing speaking here today, it really just overshadows you. For David cried in the book of Psalms chapter number 51 starting at verse number 11. He says, cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. He says, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. It is important, it is vital that we have joy. The very reason why many of us see things withering away around us is because we've lost that joy. I want to emphasize something that I just mentioned earlier is that when you are baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost that's not an ending point but no it is a beginning point too many of us are having joy based on a date back in history but we don't have any joy today well that's not the will of God my joy started the day I was filled with the Holy Ghost and my joy continues on until this day that doesn't mean my life and my time here on earth has been perfect and everything has just been smooth in my life but because when I hit some bumpy roads when I start to hear some rocky places I can dig in that well called joy and that joy unspeakable joy that is full of glory I can still throw up my hands and say I've got joy I've got joy unspeakable joy and even if there's somebody here today that doesn't feel the joy of the Lord well the Bible says to leap you ought to leap for the joy somebody ought to rise to your feet and just do a little leap because I may not have joy but before I leave here I'm going to feel the joy of my salvation because when I went down in the name of Jesus Christ when I was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues I received joy unspeakable joy and it's that same joy that keeps me going it's that same joy that motivates my soul it's that same joy that helps me to overcome oh I wish y'all hear me up in here because I feel like preaching I'm telling somebody it's the of the Lord that is my strength that's why I keep on walking that's why I keep on believing that's why I keep on pursuing it's the joy of the Lord and this joy that I have the world didn't give it the world can't take it away oh I can keep preaching all day now I'm telling you this joy that I have you didn't wake me up this morning you didn't start me on my way that's why I'm not here to impress you but the joy of the Lord that's why I'm here that's why I praise him that's why I lift him up that's why I magnify him it's the joy of the Lord clap your hands unto the Lord somebody shout joy Clap your hands. Come on, magnify the Lord. I feel something about to break in here. We need joy. We need joy. We need joy. Hallelujah. 
Uh huh. This is what the world is searching for. They're searching for this joy. They're searching for something in their depression. I can still have joy in my oppression. I can still have joy when I'm sitting at home all by myself. I can still have joy. I'm not trying to tell you that everything's going to be perfect. I'm not trying to preach you happy. I'm telling you there's something on the inside that should make you happy. Hallelujah. Because when I got joy, I can clap it when everybody else is not clapping. When I got joy, I can leap when nobody else wants to leap. When I got joy, I can run when nobody wants to run. When I got joy, I can stump my feet when nobody else wants to stump their feet. When When I got joy, I can shout hallelujah. When I got joy, I can throw up my hands. When I got joy. I wonder if there's somebody in here that's got the joy of the Lord. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord and magnify him. Come on, let's lift him up just for a moment. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, come on, all across this building, let's lift up the name of Jesus. That's it, that's it, that's it. Come on, let joy overflow. Let joy fill your spirit. Yeah, come on. Ah, that spirit of David is falling right now. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. We need a restoration of joy. We need to be restored in joy. This church needs to be baptized with joy. I know you're going through stuff. I know you're dealing with pain. I know you got agony, but you need to be restored with joy. Restore me, oh God, the joy of my salvation. Some ought to dance to the Lord. Some ought to magnify the Lord. Clap your hands. Oh, ye people. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. I'm really trying to behave myself. I'm really trying not to tell you what to do. I'll just, oh my God. I'm not trying to tell you to clap and jump and run. I just wish something on the inside of you will be produced on the outside. That whatever you feel on the inside will start to come out on the outside. I don't need to tell you to clap. I don't need to tell you to lift your voice. But whatever you feel, you you express it on the outside. So whatever you feel down on the inside, it ought to show on the outside. Restore me, God, the joy of my salvation. Hallelujah. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Oh, my God, my God, my God. We need you now, Lord. We need you now, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Jesus.
Yeah. See? Uh-huh. Now, now victory's here. Victory's not coming, but victory's here. I said victory's not coming. Victory's here. I'm going to say that again. Victory's not coming. Victory's here. Somebody needs to tap into victory. Somebody needs to tap into victory. How do I tap in, preacher? It's what's on the inside. I wish I could preach how I feel this thing. Victory's on the inside. Somebody needs to tap into victory. Somebody needs to tap into joy of your salvation. Hallelujah. See, we may not, Brother Brandon, Buster, grab some of those there. I want you to grab, there's four of them. I want you to get two and give Jose two of them. I want one of you to stand on my, the right side, and I want one of you to stand on my left side. Come on. Uh-huh. These are the best palm tree things I can find, so don't laugh at me. All right? Victory's not coming. Victory's here. Oh, Lord. Give me one of those. Is there an extra one? Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me, give me one of these things. Praise God. I need, I need to fan myself off. Y'all got me working too hard. I want you to understand. Come on. Over here. Over here. Come on. See, this is what you must understand. Oh, I feel victory. I feel victory. In the name of Jesus, I feel victory. This is what you must understand about these palm trees. See, this is interesting here because in the book of John chapter 12, verse number 12, this is when Jesus is getting ready to come in to the city. The Bible says on the next day, much people that were come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming. (laughs) When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, what did they do? They took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna means to be saved, to be delivered, or to be liberated. But what do I always say, Sister Leslie? Keep on reading. Keep on reading. Don't just stop. So the Bible lets us know they were crying, Hosanna. Our Savior's here. Our Deliverer is here. The one that's coming to liberate us is here. It says, blessed is the King of Israel that cometh how? In the name of the Lord. Now listen to this. Verse 16. Keep on reading. These things understood not his disciples at the first but when Jesus began to be glorified in the house the Bible says oh now we remember we remember now what we need to be doing see some of us here today we need to remember why we are to magnify the Lord in this house some of us have lost our thought process when it comes to the joy of the Lord I'm serious Bentley, grab grab my victory shoes. I need to take off these shoes because victory's here. (laughs) And and I got to take off these shoes because these are my nice, praise God, no hoes. These... These my, these my nice dress shoes. I need to put on my nice, bright, loud victory shoes. Uh-huh. If y'all can't see them, don't worry. I'll kick them up in the air. Don't worry. All right, I need to put on my victory shoes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel a little lighter on my feet now. Uh-huh. Brother Robinson, why would you do that? Because sometimes we got the wrong shoes on. Some of us been wearing the wrong shoes for far for far too long. I don't know what you came in the church with, but I got to put on something that represents victory because I feel like running. I feel like dancing. I feel like shouting because victory's here. Victory's here. I wonder if somebody would step out of your role and say victory's here. Victory's here. I got my victory shoes on. It is here. Somebody needs to step out and magnify the Lord because victory is in the house. Hallelujah. Now I want you to understand something. We may not have palm trees out there. Can we get palm trees imported? Yeah, got enough money? I don't have it. We may not have palm trees outside. But Star City will be a city of palm trees. They may not be outside, but when they walk in here, see palm trees represents freedom. It represents righteousness and it represents reward. The palm branch represents victory and triumph. So uh, we may not have palm trees outside, but man, I just want you to start waving these palm trees, these palm branches. And when you wave them, I want you to just shout, Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. Oh, I'm done preaching. Now it's time for you to receive Hosanna. I'm telling somebody there's victory here. You ought to be liberated in the name of Jesus. As these palm branches begin to wave, you ought to step out from where you are. Come on down to this altar and receive victory. Come on down to this altar and receive liberation. Come on down to this altar and receive freedom. You ought to run down to this place. You ought to receive the victory. You ought to receive in the name of Jesus the triumph that's available to your life. 